no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie I'm looking at the ledger here, mm -hmm. and uh, I feel like we've made a mistake somewhere in our cataloging. By the way, this is a podcast called Code Dog Soup, the mixtape. Um, I do not see, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I do not see anywhere where we have done an actual John Prine song on this podcast. That can't be true. That is correct. We've done two and a half, we've done two and a half Bob Dylan songs, um, but we've done zero John Prine. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to resign from my position as host of this podcast as I have fucking failed you. Surprising. I have failed you dramatically in it taking us, what episode are we on of this thing? Oh. Like 30 some odd? Well, total, this is 91. Um, but of this iteration, of the mixtape iteration? <laughs> no, uh, this is, this is episode 26. So yeah, 26 times I've stood in front of this microphone and I've never brought a John Prine we, song. We've done Taco before we did John Prine. We did Weird Al, Taco, and... Uh, Analog Man. Dollar Sign, and Analog Man. All before we got to John Prine. White but Town. guess what? White Town. Guess what, gang? I'm a booker. And a booker knows the exact right time to do anything. He also knows how to cover his mistakes, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> but... I heard this song a few weeks ago during uh, a very tumultuous time in this country. Um, it was the most tumultuous time since the prior week, uh, whatever that was. Um, but it hit me in the gut. I was in the shower. And you know, that's already a dangerous place for me to be, to be having any kind of feelings. Um, but this motherfucker caught me right in the stomach. And I was just like, man. Um, as the kids say, it hit different this time. Did you hear, had um, you, had you known the song before? Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew it. I okay. knew it. Um, but it just, and I understood like previously when I heard, it, I was like, Oh, I see how John got to this place in the time he was writing this song. And then I hear it and it's the right song for my time as well. Um, and that was, it was, it was startling this fucking song. Um, as I said, when John Prine passed, I believe him to be the greatest human songwriter. There are other great songwriters, but I'm not ready to call what Dylan does exactly just human. Mm -hmm. um, He's a robot. Prine, yeah, robot, alien, uh, maybe not even real, maybe an idiom working in America and Canada. Something else um, entirely. Entirely. Um, but... But John wrote songs in the, in the vernacular of regular people. He wrote songs about regular people. And he wrote songs in the way that regular people, no matter what they believed, no matter how they were raised, if you just paid attention to what he was trying to tell you, you completely understood what he was trying to tell you. We brought it up last week as we were talking about um, some of the songs in that list Johnny was mentioning. This song's not on that list, but... 
something reminded me of this. And so we're going to do The Great Compromise by John Prine. And what's even better, Sean has never heard this. Never heard it. <clears throat> so he's going to be learning right along with, I would imagine, most of you. You're going to be sitting under the old learning tree of Uncle Hankins. <clears throat> he's just going to take you on a safe journey that is ripped right from the headlines. Gong, gong. Take it away, Shawnee. Uh, the Great Compromise by John Prine. I knew a girl who was almost a lady. She had a way with men. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so this is going to be difficult because I don't know the song and trying to like mm-hmm. get the rhythm, but I think that's okay too. I knew a girl who was almost a lady. She had a way with all the men in her life. Every inch of her blossomed in beauty, and she was born on the 4th of July. Okay. We're cool. Nothing wrong here. Born on the 4th of July. Cool. Not the movie with crippled Tom Cruise. Sounds like he's talking about the country. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody's picking up on some context. <laughs> well, she lived in an aluminum house trailer, and she worked in a jukebox saloon. Okay, so maybe he's talking about a girl. And she spent all the money that I gave that I give her just to see the old man in the moon. Oh, okay. Or is he? Is, is, is talking about the nation. Oh, man, this sounds great. Well, she lived in an aluminum house trailer, and she worked in a jukebox saloon, and she spent all the money I give her just to see the old man in the moon. Oh, man, what a way to, what a way to talk about responsible use of taxpayer dollars to build, a, to build NASA. Or talking about a country with a burgeoning narcotics addiction. <laughs> <clears throat> I used to sleep at the front. From the same guy that was writing Sam Stone. Yeah, yeah. No. Right in the same time frame. Wow. I used to sleep at the foot of Old Glory and awake in the dawn's early light. But much to my surprise, when I opened my eyes, I was the victim of the Great Compromise. If this song ended right here, it would be perfect. <clears throat> if it fucking stopped right now, it would be a great piece of American poetry. So, um, the Great Compromise was an agreement reached between large and small states during the Constitutional Convention of 1787 to have each state represented in proportion to its size in the lower house of the legislature, but with equal weight in the upper house. So, this Great Compromise <clears throat> is the reason why every congressional district has – the Great Compromise is the Electoral College. Um, the Great Compromise is the reason why, you know, every congressional district has roughly 800,000 people in it right now and why Rhode Island has just as, uh, much of a voice in the U.S. Senate as California or Texas or Florida does. Um, and it's fucking broken. <laughs> and victimized John Prine, which is a unforgivable sin. Well, we, <clears throat> goddamn. Well, we'd go out on Saturday evenings to drive in on Route 41, to the drive-in on Route 41. Let me take that again. Well, we'd go out on Saturday evenings to the drive-in on Route 41, and it was there that I first suspected that she was doing what she'd already done. Oh, she was doing what she'd already done. What a great way to write that lyric. Fucking elected um, Nixon? What, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I know that she had already done it. So it's not like he's not seeing the beginnings of an infidelity. He is seeing it's done. the evidence and he, he realizes the moment he sees the evidence of it, he knows that this is not the first time. This has already happened. When was this? When was this? 
You keep, I'll, I'll figure that out. You give okay. him the next. Uh, give him the next part. <clears throat> she said, "Johnny, won't you get me some more popcorn?" Mm. She said, "Johnny, won't you get me some popcorn?" And she knew I had to walk pretty far. And as soon as I passed through the moonlight, she hopped in a foreign sports car. Ooh, she is in bed with them old Arabs or something. 1972 <laughs> from Diamonds in the Rough. And we're going to take a pause real quick while I look at Diamonds in the Rough um, just to see what else was there. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is not... Souvenirs was there, Late John Garfield Blues, great songs. But this is not an album full of prime standards like some of them are. Yeah. Um, but, and this is certainly just in looking at the track list, this is without question the standout track. Souvenirs was one that went on to be um, very well liked and very well received and very well known. Um, but this, this is the one here. But yeah, 72, he is writing this. Okay. So 72, let's say, well, if it came out in 72, say, say he wrote it in 71 at the latest. Um, so that's before, so Nixon's president, right? Mm-hmm. In, uh, in 68, um, 68 was the election with George Wallace where he took like f- four or five mm-hmm. states. Um, you know, just a complete, like, you know, George Wallace was even like a, a non, an, a, you know, a non-starter because Humphrey, Hebert Humphrey was a, you know, just a piece of shit candidate for the, for the Democrats. But this is like, you know, there could be an argument saying that, you know, Lyndon Johnson started, you know, started something that, that Nixon had to finish. I'm not defending anything Nixon ever did aside from starting the EPA, but, um, you know, this is, this is definitely like, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk through this. I might be way off work base. Work it out, I'm, baby. Work it out. That's what we're here to do. This we're is, here to take these songs and think about them in ways that people maybe hadn't thought about them before or people heard it for the first time like you are. Yeah. We'll work this shit out in this podcast. So when he's saying, Johnny, won't you get me some popcorn? And she knew I had to walk pretty far. That sounds like the fucking Vietnam War. <laughs> Very much so, right? <laughs> And then while he's away doing that thing, she goes and does a bunch of other shit while he's away handling the business that she sent him on. Signs some trade deals in the, with, with Japan and all of a sudden it comes back and nothing's made American anymore. And, and I went over there and Lieutenant Dan's and missing his what? legs. And then Uncle Frank lived in the bottom down on Cedar Creek. Shit, man. I used to sleep at the foot of Old Glory and awakened in the dawn's early light. But much to my surprise, when I opened my eyes, I was a victim of the Great Compromise. I mean, that is just an out. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. That is a beautiful, effective. That chorus in four lines of again, no ten dollar words in it. Yeah. Nothing in there. Nothing in there that uh, the average American wouldn't know. Everything that a fourth grade elementary student would know is referenced in that line. But putting those lines together in that order <laughs> tells the whole fucking tale of this country. Well, you know, I could have beat up that fellow. <clears throat> and it was her that had hopped into his car. But it was her that had hopped into his car. Many times I'd fought to protect her, but this time she was going too far. She was going too far. I had fought to protect her. I fought the goddamn Kaiser. I fought the fucking Nazis. Fought dicks, fought everything, 
But whatever he is referencing in particular, this was the breaking point. Now this some was the <clears throat> now some folks go, they call go. me a coward because I left her at the drive-in that night. But I'd rather <clears throat> but I'd I'd rather have names thrown at me. Hmm. I don't like the way this is typed out. I'd rather have no no that's, that's accurate. That's okay accurate. okay. I'd rather have names thrown at me than to fight for a thing that ain't right. So you know for a thing that ain't right. So you got some draft dodgers with the Vietnam War. Uh, I used to and and it's him like they're they're giving him hell for you know sort of throwing down his patriotism. Yeah, and you know John, I, I'm not sure when flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore was written, but like this is a common theme in John Prine's songs that he will throw his patriotism out. He'll cast it aside to say no. We fucked this part up. Yeah, we fucked that part up. I won't. I won't stand here for shit that ain't right. Well, that's the that's the the uh, you know I there's there's this <laughs> there's a a line in Al Franken's book, the lying liars and the liars who tell them, um, <clears throat> and it's uh, it goes into like what patriotism is, and it's it's not a Al Franken original thought, but it's it's something that it's it's the first time I heard it, and you know true patriotism isn't. Um, True patriotism is is looking at your country like like a peer, like a colleague. It's not looking up to your country like you're a child and and the country is your is, is your parent and can do no wrong and and you know um, <clears throat> you, you just accept everything that it does is fine. Um, it's it's looking at it like a colleague and and calling it on its bullshit and protesting. That's that's true patriotism and. Obviously, this is from a standpoint of. Obviously, this is a, a protest song about the Vietnam War, and it's it's a it's a standpoint uh, from the standpoint of not one soldier. I mean, it could be. I'm sure there were some soldiers that fought in you know the in World War II or the Korean War, and then turned around and and fought in the in the Vietnam War. But it it is every soldier because um, you know just from the line, many times I fought to protect her, whether or not that was the War of eighteen twelve or you know the, the take your pick. The Civil War, you know, World War II, yeah. et cetera. Um, but this time, she's going too far. Uh, now, some folks, they call me a coward because I left her, because I, 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 I abandoned or, you know, I, I, I left the army at the drive-in that night, but I'd, I'd rather have names thrown at me than to fight for a thing that I write. I get it. And, and like, he's, he's referencing the, the line before that or the, the verse before that. I could have beat up that fella in the foreign sports car. I could have. I could have kept doing the thing that I always do and fight the and fight the enemy rather than calling this woman in the context of the song on her bullshit. Yeah. Cause I'd done it before. I've done it many times before. I have fought and fought and fought <clears throat> for this woman, but she keeps doing me dirty. I used to sleep at the foot of old glory. And, and awaken the dawn's early light. And so that's that's the thing. Um, and <clears throat> I like the line exactly how that's written. You know, I could have beat up that fellow, uh, mm -hmm. but this time she's going too far. So, like, yes, actually, America, we lost the Vietnam War. I don't, I don't care like how anybody like tries to frame it. It was it, <laughs> we America lost the Vietnam War, um, and we uh we could have beat them if it was if we didn't go too far if it we could have won a, a, you know your generic war um mm -hmm. if 
it was the right thing to do. And, you know. If we were fighting on the side of right, as yeah. we had previously, at least, you know, uh, whatever. But previously, the attitude of the country was any war we had been in, at least as far as historically, in the historical context. Sure. There weren't a lot of, there weren't so many protests about beating back the Kaiser. There certainly weren't <laughs> protests about beating back the Nazis. Um, but in this instance, I, we could have beat him. I could have beat that fella up. But it was but her she, that hopped in that car? She, she fucking did it. She jumped in it. And she'd already been doing it. Like, he's already set up. This is some shit she been doing. Also, man, what a fucking way to frame, like, your country doing you wrong by, like, a girl saying, hey, why, why don't you just go get us some popcorn? Yep. What a fuck. How, how, like, I, I have chills thinking about that. Fuck that. At a drive-in. Like, fuck again, that. Americana. Fuck that. Americana. All these American images. It's a Saturday night at a drive-in. John and his best gal. And he's doing the chivalrous thing of going to get this raggedy bitch some popcorn. <laughs> and she knows, she knows in relation to where they parked, to where the popcorn is, Johnny's got to be gone long enough for this fucking sports car to come pick her up. And then again, you know, you're, you're talking about class shit there too. They weren't there in a sports car. They were there in whatever beat up thing Johnny was driving. But a sports car shows up in the middle of this drive-in and picks this woman up. And there's poor Johnny standing with two buckets of popcorn in his fucking hand like a real fucking loser. And there's a hole and cut in the bottom of one of them. Of course it is. And all he's got is these two fists. And normally, that's what he'd be a-using. But in this instance, I'm going to use these two feet and I'm going to walk up out of here. Say, Johnny, why don't you just go get us some popcorn? Uh, <clears throat> I do also like, and you know, this is <laughs> we're, we're we still have like a third of the song left, but um, get. And I'm here to tell you, we ain't even got to the best part yet. <laughs> but like hopping in that foreign sports car, it is kind of like <clears throat> the begin, like in the '70s. You know, certainly yes. in the late '70s, you get into like the more materialistic, um, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, made in America stop stops becoming you know as big of a thing as it was um you know there's more materialism in in the 70s then you get into the 80s with like hair metal and like glossed over pop and like uh you know uh style over substance um yeah man yeah fucking fantastic and uh, not that he i mean it's like he knew what was coming around the fucking corner in 1971 (laughs) well that's the thing that's what got me was i said shit john wrote this a long time ago about his time and this song Drop this song every 10 years and it's still accurate. Yeah. Still relevant whenever you whenever you drop it. You take whatever you want to and this song will apply to a time in this country's history. Um Yeah, I'm just trying to trying because I mean, I guess the I'm trying to think of like the US involvement in the <laughs> In the Vietnam War. Anyway, well, we can get to that in a while. Um, I, I used the chorus again. I used to sleep at the foot of Old Glory and awaken the dawn's early light, but much to my surprise, when I opened my eyes, I was a victim of the Great Compromise. It's great. It's a great chorus. I'll say it every time it comes around because I need to echo the fact that is brilliant, brilliant writing. I really, really like the um, <clears throat> the like uh, A A B B B. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, rhyme scheme. Now she writes. Now she writes all the fellows' love letters, saying greetings. Come and see me real soon. And they go and line up in the bar room and spend the night in that sick woman's room. Fuck. That's the one. That's the best line in the whole song. And honestly, I don't have a direct correlation, you know, to what exactly John is trying to tell me right there. I have a lot of thoughts about it. But in that instance, as a songwriter, he he sort of cuts through to the woman aspect, the relationship aspect of it as well. Like he's not, there's not an obvious tie in that lyric. But, I mean, he's he's calling America a whore. Yes, clearly. Um, and th- th- another part of yeah, that's uh, I think that's the next yeah. Um, but she writes all the fellas' love letters, and and the, and then other the go ahead, go ahead. These two tie together so well. I'll have to talk about them both together. <clears throat> but sometimes I get awful lonesome, and I wish she was my girl instead. But she won't let me live with her, and she makes me live in my head. I know you're not supposed to have dead air, but what the fuck can you say? I mean, that's how I feel about Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the, mm-hmm. the country right now. It's, yep. uh, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I love, I love Alabama. I love, I love the country. Um, Alabama is the state I live in, by the way. And it's, uh, but it, it is a place that never ceases to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time you, you, you know, you score a victory, um, you know, that you think that, you know, everybody can live a little bit uh, with a little bit of more inclusion and equality and not making dumb fucking decisions <clears throat> and leaving people behind just to, you know, boost the, the already wealthy and well-connected. Um, there's two steps back. I get it. I just, I can, ne- I, I can never get past. I spend so much time thinking about and spend the night in that sick woman's room. Yeah. Sick. That is such a biting, cutting line. Sick. Whether you're talking about a woman or a country, it is such a indictment. Sick. Uh, I, um, they spend the night in that... Calling calling, calling this woman... Uh, calling this woman sick. Spend the night in that sick woman's room is... It reminds me of... Um, <clears throat> I can't even touch the books you've read in Idi- Correct. Idiot Wind. Yes. It's such yes. like a specific, like, yeah, like that's fucked up. Call, calling her sick. And it is an incredibly visceral line yeah. without being graphic, but I can smell it. I oh, can yeah. feel it. I can hear it. Just the sucking and the fucking and the noises <laughs> and all the shit coming out of that awful room and there's a line of them Shawnee there's a line of them outside to gangbang America she's not even in she's not even in her house she's in the bar oh no, she's in a bar <laughs> she has a room in the back of the bar she has the room in the back of some shitty old bar and there are foreign dignitaries lined up to come bang it out with America Oh, baby, I'm creaming for you, America. <laughs> I used to sleep at the foot of Old Glory <laughs> and awake in the dawn's early light. But much to my surprise, when I opened my eyes, I was the victim of the Great Compromise. Hey, and what a victim you were, 
John Prime. Um, what a victim. So I'm looking. I'm looking at this uh, in the liner notes of Great Days, the John Prime hey, anthology, the seminal anthology. Um, I don't go in for things like that. Typically, I like albums. Um, but John existed sort of in a time where albums were not necessarily the main thing. And sentimentally, um, I got the anthology for Christmas one year. And I can say it literally changed my life. Like, I would not, at least musically, I would not be into a lot of the things I was into if I didn't get that album right then. Um, because I heard some chubby kid named Jason Isbell play Angel from Montgomery um, at La Fonda. I'm like, who's that guy that wrote that song? It was John Prime. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, somebody should give me some of that. And I get this anthology. And it's just this. I mean, it's an anthology. So it's, you know, specifically curated to be great. But sure. goddamn, it's like four discs. Just and like, ain't none of, or two, two or four, but at any rate, there's not a dead space on it. It's wonderful. Yeah, just like Lenny Kravitz's greatest hits. I, I, I get it. Absolutely. You get it. You understand. <laughs> um, <clears throat> in the liner notes to Great Days, uh, John Prine writes of The Great Compromise, <clears throat> the idea I had in mind was that America was this girl that used to take to drive in movies. And then when you went to get some popcorn, she turned around and screwed some guy in a foreign sports car. <laughs> I nailed it, Shawnee. I I really love America. I just don't know how to get there anymore. Oh, fuck me! Some scribbling ass liner notes. This motherfucker was such a brilliant communicator that he just scribbled that in some liner notes. Somebody asked him a question about the Great Compromise, and that was his summary of it. In and of itself, was a good song. Shit. I really love America. I just don't know how to get there anymore. I think I found my third tattoo. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not going to get the really love America part. I'm just going to get the I don't know how to get there anymore. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't know how to get there anymore, like, over a uh, an outline of the United States. I mean, it's, it's just, it is, the fact that this song is not, Shit. you know, as well known and look i'm not pretending that this is the podcast who's unearthing this song that's not what i'm saying there are plenty of people who immediately every time they see turmoil in this country go to this song that's not what i'm saying but like but this isn't born to run i go to perilous night man i wasn't ready to like the new truckers record as much as i did like i'm gonna like every truckers record to some degree but you know, at when, some point, when Patterson Hood played for uh, an audience of one woofers uh, <laughs> last week, I I enjoyed. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I I really liked what I heard. It is so funky. It as is funky so, as as funky one, as funky as babies in cages. There might be three babies in cages on that motherfucker. Shit. Man. Um. There's there's another song that is you know very very politically minded, very pointed. Very specific, very angry, mm-hmm. but some horns show up, and I can't help but wiggling it How just they... a little bit. <laughs> How does Patterson Hood make make protest songs so funky? I don't know, but they're funky as shit. Because you know and it's dude, not Mike Cooley. I'm here to tell you, though. Mike Cooley can't turn on his mixer. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, pal. Cooley's sole contribution is called Sarah's Flame, mm-hmm. and you're going to flip your shit. Oh, I'm going to check this out tonight. Do you have it on vinyl, or are you just uh, did you just stream it? I just Spotify it yet. Okay. The vinyl's not ready for shipping yet. 
Yeah. Um, but this, uh, so I was not expecting this. Uh, um, I'm really good at my job, Shiny. I'm really good at my job. This is fantastic. You know, you're, you're a good sommelier of music as well. I'm from Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be humble. <laughs> That's a callback. Um, but no, like the, the fact that this song is not trotted out as much as fucking Fortunate Son it's just a crime. I, you know, I was, I was, I was going to ask earlier, and I got distracted. Um, but I was like, "Why the fuck is this not on the Forrest Gump soundtrack?" I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, show me a politician with the gut and with the gut <laughs> with the gut and gumption. Um, show me a politician with the grit and gumption to use this as his fucking campaign uh, soundtrack, and he has my vote. I mean, I think that's basically Bernie Sanders, unfortunately. <laughs> but Biden's is, uh, clearly his is only living boy in New York. <laughs> Biden's getting more woke by the second, though, so. <laughs> but this thing here is, and what I, what I think is so great about this song is it's not a call to arms, no. This song is not telling you to do anything. It's, this song is not telling you how to feel about anything. It's telling you how John feels. It's 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 desolation, bro. <laughs> it's fucking giving up, man. It's It is. I, I mean, it's, it is. It's Because it 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 is it what what's fucked up about it is that like, you know, <clears throat> what do your friends tell you when you when a relationship ends? Like uh, hey man, plenty of fish in a sea. Like you'll bounce mm-hmm. back. We only got one fucking country, man. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to learn another language. I don't want to, I don't want to like. I don't want any weird money. I don't want a Canadian loony. I do. I do want a Canadian loony. But but like, and it's and it's also it's an indictment of America. But he has to admit in the end. Sometimes I get awful lonesome and I wish I wish this country that used to be mine was still mine. Yeah. And it's not and, and, and but that that part right there is also very important because John's clearly speaking from one standpoint. Yeah. But if you flip if you flip this song around and, and if we were It could be a Proud uh, Boys song. <laughs> it could be. Like if we were differently minded, this song would also work as far as what John's telling you, which tells you that it's the truth. John found the truth. Yeah. He's, he has a side in this song. John Prine certainly does, but the song does not take a side. No. The song simply tells you what I knew is not what I know. And I don't know how to get back to what I know because it won't let me. Yeah. And that is where, that's why it gets me so much is because it is just, it, it comes across as more factual than opinion. Yeah. I think, uh, and, and that's, you know, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, that's that's what makes it, I, I want to say that's what makes it more dangerous. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, 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 no. Because in the way of art, <laughs> in the way of art, like he has hit the thing, like, it is, it is fine for anybody to write the anthem that they want to write, and I will choose to agree with it or disagree with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that can be. But this is not an anthem. This is a obituary. 
And you can't argue with that. These are the facts laid out to bear. Here's what it is. And if you think differently, read it, a diff read it again through and think about it how you feel. You'll come to the same conclusion. This thing ain't what it's supposed to be. And it ain't the thing you want it to be. So regardless of who's right or who's wrong or whose side you're on, we can agree on the fact it ain't what it was supposed to be. <laughs> you know what is an anthem? Anthem by Phantom Planet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we've done... I ruined the whole episode. I ruined the whole episode. I feel like we've done everything we needed to do here. Um, I'm going to leave you with some simple words. Some simple, heartfelt words. True patriot love at all our sons command. Glowing hearts, we see thee rise. The true north, strong and free. From far and wide, O Canada, I stand on guard for thee. This has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. A new girl who's almost a lady. She had a way with all the men in her life. Every inch of her blossom and beauty. She was born on the 4th of July Well, she lived in an aluminum house trailer And she worked in a jukebox saloon And she spent all the money that I give her Just to see the old man in the moon I used to sleep at the foot of old glory And awake in the dawn's early light But much to my surprise when I opened my eyes I was a victim of the great compromise Well, he'd go out on Saturday evenings To the driving on Route 41 And it was there that I first suspected That she was doing what she'd already done She said, Johnny, won't you get me some popcorn? And she knew I had to walk pretty far And as soon as I passed through the moonlight She hopped into foreign sports car I used to sleep at foot of old glory And awake in a dawn's early light But much to my surprise when I Well, you know, I could have beat up that fella, but it was her that had hopped into his car. Many times I fought to protect her, but this time she was going.
too far Now some folks They call me a card Cause I left her At the drive-in that night But I'd rather Have names thrown at me Than to fight for A thing that ain't right I used to sleep at Foot of old glory and awaken a dawn's early light. But much to my surprise, when I opened my eyes, I was a victim of the great compromise. Well, she writes all the fellas love letters Send greetings, come and see me real soon And they go and line up in the barroom Spend the night in that sick woman's room But sometimes I get awful lonesome and I wish she was my girl instead But she won't let me live with her And she makes me live in my head I used to sleep at the foot of old glory And awake in the dawn's early light but much to my surprise when I opened my eyes I was a victim of the great compromise